At Meredith's Health, we believe that patients' needs come first. That's why they are the center of everything we do. It's Your Health Matters with Melanie Cole. Physical activity is a vital part of staying healthy. As we age, our bodies change. Our soft tissues and joints can break down, and we're at greater risk for loss in bone density and for osteoporosis. My guest today is Ethan Roberts. He's a physical therapist and board-certified orthopedic clinical specialist with Meritus Health. Welcome to the show, Ethan. So let's start with some of the effects of aging on our soft tissue, our joints, just pretty much on everything. Give us a little rundown on some of these effects we really don't want to think about. Well, yes, as we age, um, unfortunately, we're not like uh, wine and cheese. They're about the only things that get better with age, as we say. Um, A lot of things happen. For one, we tend to lose muscle mass. You know, a certain percentage every decade as we age, we lose. Um, We tend to get stiffer. Um, That's in the joints and the soft tissue. We unfortunately tend to gain more fat. Um, That's especially once we get to our 40s, 50s, and beyond every decade, um, we tend to to add a little more fat and lose a little bit more muscle mass. So, yes, um, often things that uh, seemed easier to do when we were younger become more difficult. We lose um, uh, even our our arteries and with our blood flow, um, they become stiffer. So oftentimes people end up um, developing high blood pressure. Um, So all these things tend to to occur with age. But um, there is hope that through activity and exercise we can kind of dampen down the effects of these things as we do age. So, Ethan, speaking specifically for women and peri- and postmenopausal women, because we're losing estrogen, and so as a result, you know, our bodies are changing pretty rapidly. Do you as a physical therapist see an increase in injuries, and in men, in older adults, things like rotator cuff, throwing their back out, you know, hips, knees, just these sorts of things? We do oftentimes, and it's oftentimes a combination of things. Um, we have these things, as we mentioned earlier, occurring, and then oftentimes we also, our activity tends to decrease. So it's kind of a, a vicious cycle. You're getting stiffer and weaker, and your activity decreases. Let's face it, our bodies are really built to move. So actually, the more we can move, the better for us in the long run. I mean, we do oftentimes see, you know, soft tissue and joint factors. Um, you mentioned the osteoporosis. One of the biggest things we can do, and it's been proven through studies and science, is activity, especially weight-bearing exercises, helps to increase the, uh, the bone thickness, which is what's basically, in a nutshell, osteoporosis is the thinning of the bones, which... Um, folks end up at greater risk for things such as uh, fractures. So the more we can do, the the less chance of that occurring. So as we do these types of exercise, and we all hear, you know, the American College of Sports Medicine recommends 150 minutes a week to try and keep us active and moving, but what types of other exercises and things can we do to help us sort of stave off some of these effects of aging? Well, it's important to look at um, different types of exercise. And you mentioned the American College of Sports Medicine. Certainly they talk about, and we as clinicians also, you want to look at different things. You know, aerobic-type exercises. You know, the, 
we've we've heard about the benefits of um, cardiovascular, the benefits. Actually, you know, we didn't mention it yet, but diabetes is a huge problem in the aging population, especially in the the, uh, community we live in. You know, exercise is proven to help um, with the body's uptake of glucose or blood sugar to help kind of um, keep that happening more effectively and efficiently. So cardiovascular aerobic exercise is a big component. Um, But with that also is um, strength training. Now, strength training you can certainly get cardiovascular benefits as well, but um, when we look at combining uh, endurance and strength training, you get these benefits are even magnified great more greatly. So we want to look at not only you know aerobic exercise, but also trying to have a strength component as well. You know, we, you mentioned earlier about the rotator cuffs and and different things like that. You know, certain targeted exercise are really really beneficial for just in general health, but also some of those more specific things we come across. Um, also, flexibility. Flexibility is another big component. And we talked about earlier how um, our soft tissues and our joints get stiffer over time, and that's just kind of a natural course. However, like everything else, we can kind of um, dampen down the effects of that with regular um, flexibility exercises as well. So you know, general stretching, um, depending on the situation. Again, when we see patients, you know, when we will do an assessment, you may find certain muscle groups are tighter than others. Now, a common situation is where folks, you know, we do a lot of sitting, and we've all heard that uh, sitting is the new smoking. Now, for example, someone who sits at a desk or drives for a living or is just basically less active we tend to stiffen up. We tend to get a forward head posture, rounded shoulders, those kind of things. Now, that person is generally going to be stiff in the top part of their neck and in their chest and in their hip flexor muscles. So those types of people, you're going to, when you look at targeting flexibility exercises, there are going to be certain muscle groups that you're going to want to look at stretching more so than others. So. Another thing that, you know, older people need to worry about is balance and falls prevention and some functional exercises because we hear a lot now in the media also, Ethan, about, you know, doing functional exercises. Explain a little bit about balance exercises, the importance of those, and what functional exercises might be to help them go about the activities of their daily life without as much stress and strain. Right. Balance is a huge, huge component for folks as they age. And and actually, balance kind of ties in with the strengthening and the flexibility. You can't really uh, work on balance independent of those other things. Now, you mentioned something about functional exercises. Now, those are types of things when we talk about um, as we age, we we lose muscle mass, but we also lose our ability to um, respond quickly to a balance challenge, for example. So that's where doing things where we not only concentrate on gaining general strength, but also some speed involved with, um, with strength, as well as looking at overall power. So one kind of common example that we look about is practicing, say, like a squatting activity or a sitting to a standing activity. It's something that we do every day, but yet really lends itself to being actually an exercise, especially in folks that may be deconditioned. And it's something that we can vary as far as speed, 
and or resistance to really tie into something that we do every day, and it's vital for us to maintain our um, independence. So how else can we help ourselves as we age? I mean, we've talked a little bit about some, you know, injuries and falls, balance and functional and cardiovascular strength training, all of these things. But there are also things that we can do that can help our mind and our body, whether it's yoga, meditation, or helping out in our community. Absolutely. And that's a couple points on that. Many, many studies have shown folks that uh, if they stay more engaged with either their family, their friends, or their community, they tend to age better, um, less risks of developing worsening if it's already present or developing anxiety or depression. And just circling back to the exercise again, another, you know, it's been proven by studies many, many times, the, the, um, Symptoms of anxiety and depression are many times lessened or managed much more effectively with exercise as a component. But yes, staying active and engaged in the community um, has so many benefits for people, um, not only physically, but psychologically. Um, Also, just um, trying to stay positive. You know, there's, there's a lot of studies that look at folks with anxiety and depression you know, which become more common as we age, that having a certain mindset in that kind of the the old adage where you look at the glass half full versus half empty, trying to be grateful for the things that you have in your life, even sometimes people journaling or writing down a list of the good things that they have in their life, which kind of can catch people from, you know, getting too caught up in, oh, well, you know, I'm stiff and I'm sore and I can't do this, I can't do that. But yes, I can do this, 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 and this. And it kind of helps kind of bring a different perspective to things. So wrap it up for us, Ethan, if you would, and kind of just review the benefits of exercise for a healthy living as we age, you know, for reducing some of the arthritic joints and pain, and you're a physical therapist. Tell us what you tell people every day as your best advice for living this healthy lifestyle as we age. Um, figure out a way to stay active. And it doesn't, you know, we, we talked briefly about exercise. Exercise doesn't always include having to go to a gym. I mean, there's a lot of different varieties of activity and exercise. I mean, people, if you consider walking, gardening, cleaning, even things that where you stay active during the day, that all adds up. You know, and that's the, the other thing I try to tell people too. You know, don't get discouraged you know, find time, find things that you enjoy and try to do them. Make make time to do things. Um, we see a lot of people that have, obviously, arthritic joints and pains, and there's not just one way to exercise. You know, we didn't touch on it earlier, but things such as exercise equipment, exercise bikes, aquatic exercises, there's different things that people can try to try to, you know, stay active, but yet not flare maybe some of the symptoms that they have. And also just, um, you know, keeping a positive mindset and and enjoying the family and friends and, and staying active in the community. Thank you so much, Ethan, for being with us today. It's really great information and so important for listeners to hear. You're listening to Your Health Matters with Meritus Health. For more information, please visit MeritusHealth.com. That's MeritusHealth.com. This is Melanie Cole. Thanks so much for listening.